Hello, fellow lucky Martians. Welcome to episode one of the Deep Dive Autobiography, I Am a Particularly Lucky Martian by Jay Crandall. If you're like me and you love word games, you'll love Don't End a Word. Based on a deceptively simple two-player word game I played in the car with my parents growing up, it is now available. My good luck started early. My existence was possible because the finely tuned universe I call home has just the right constants to allow for life. This can be explained by the magic of the anthropic principle at work within a multiverse, and the universe is made of tiny bubbles containing many universes, scientists say. Our existence certainly makes a strong case that it's turtles all the way down. In that vast array of universes, Ours was the one where gravity was exactly as powerful as it needs to be, with a perfect ratio of the strong force and the electromagnetic force. In the universe that I call home, Earth has a perfect atmosphere, is the right distance from the sun, which is of the right intensity, and we have oceans of water, all of it from comets and asteroids. I think that Fermi's paradox isn't really a paradox at all. The Drake equation normally has an incredibly low fire and points to our universe having many or dinosaur-equivalent populated worlds in a multiverse of many universes with varying universal constants, most of which unable to produce life. You're a lucky Martian too, and so are all the other living things around you. Asteroids brought our single-cell ancestors from Mars, propelling us and Gotcha Man across the Great Filter. They helped establish the Fermi Paradox and the only advanced species in the universe. Scientists believe that life on Mars was possible nearly 4.5 billion years ago. We found the first evidence of life on Earth dating back 3.5 billion years ago in Australia. And 3.5 billion years ago, there was a massive impact on Earth, also evident in Australia, originating from Mars. Coincidence? Earth life likely came from Mars, study suggests, and that's how it would have gotten here. Then, thanks to the cyanobacteria from Mars and our CO2-rich atmosphere, about 2.3 billion years ago, the Great Oxidation Event unleashed a fire hose of oxygen into the atmosphere. Earth then lost three-quarters of all life, and the first animals caused the Cambrian explosion 540 million years ago. At around that time, there was also the asteroid that caused the Vredefort crater, which hit an estimated 2 billion years ago. The end Ordovician extinction, 450 million years ago, is generally attributed to two factors. The first wave of extinction may be related to rapid cooling at the end of the Ordovician period, and the second phase is widely regarded as having been caused by the sea level fall associated with glaciation. This extinction, and many more, drastically changed Earth's evolutionary path. The proverbial fish-out-of-water tetrapods were the first vertebrate animals to climb out of the sea and colonize dry, or at least swampy, land, a key evolutionary transition that occurred somewhere between 400 and 350 million years ago. Increasing evolutionary pressure and the vast untouched niches on land powered the evolutionary changes in amphibians to gradually become more and more land-based. 365 million years ago, 
Woodley Crater, and the late Devonian extinction. 70% of marine species died. Reptiles arose 310 million years ago from amphibians in the swamps of the late Carboniferous. Mammals evolved from a group of reptiles called the synapsids. These reptiles arose from the Pennsylvania period, 310 to 275 million years ago. The Araguaína crater in Brazil, most recently dated to 254 million years ago, and a massive Siberian volcanic eruption overlap with estimates for the Permo-Triassic boundary. The end Permian extinction 200 million years ago was caused by climate change and rising sea levels, resulting from the sudden release of large amounts of carbon dioxide. Primates diverged from other mammals about 85 million years ago because of increased global temperatures. We are the product of this jagged evolutionary path. I was curious about what caused those extinctions, and the ages that lined up with them were caused by asteroid impacts and the extinctions that followed. Three were. The asteroid that caused the Woodley Crater led to the late Devonian extinction. The first amphibians and trees soon arose. The Araguaína Crater overlaps with the estimates for the Permian-Triassic boundary. There was the Paleozoic era, 358.9 million years ago to 251.9 million years ago, thought to be brought on by a meteor-borne extinction. The largest of the Big Five extinction events were the end permian or Permian-Triassic extinction event, which eliminated as much as 95% of living species. And the dinosaur-killing asteroid hit just the right spot to trigger the extinction. To be honest, the show should be called The Big Bang's Theory as each one of these had a major effect on our evolutionary development. All those extinctions were necessary to guide our evolution. The end Permian extinction 200 million years ago was caused by climate change and rising sea levels, resulting from sudden release of large amounts of carbon dioxide. At the Cretaceous-Paleogene extinction event 66 million years ago, an unusually large asteroid hit just the right spot at the right angle, and the first proto-primates appeared. You've been listening to episode number one of Jay Crandall's Deep Dive Autobiography, I'm a Particularly Lucky Martian. A while ago, I decided to turn a collection of t-shirt design ideas which innocently and covertly depict vulgar phrases into t-shirts. Things like a man with a giant wooden golf club, a deer with a massive rack of horns, etc, etc. To get one and snicker about it in the lunchroom, visit tinyurl.com slash secretly vulgar. And check out tinyurl.com slash hidden animal sentences to see a list of hidden animal sentences I made when my mom in elementary school illustrated with the animal from that sentence hidden in the picture. I am a human being, and humans are just the most successful branch of a many-forking hominid evolutionary tree. Mammals evolved from a group of reptiles called the synapsids. These reptiles arose during the Pennsylvanian period, and the Araguaína crater in Brazil 
and a massive Siberian volcanic eruption overlap with estimates for the Permo-Triassic boundary. Primates diverged from other mammals about 85 million years ago from the increased global temperatures. Earth experienced global warming 55 million years ago caused by a comet strike. The amount of oxygen in the Earth's atmosphere more or less doubled, and the first prosimians evolved. Apes and monkeys diverged 25 million years ago, when Africa split into a new subcontinent. 16 to 14 million years ago, in the middle of the Miocene epoch, the ongoing movement of tectonic plates in the Great Rift Valley system created new volcanic mountain chains in east-central Africa. These in turn altered the local weather patterns. Some areas became wetter, while others more arid due to local rain shadows. In addition, the progressive global cooling trend continued. As a result of this and continental drift, a land connection was re-established between Africa and Eurasia along the eastern Mediterranean seacoast that provided a migration route for primates and other animals between these continents. 15 million years ago, CO2 levels spiked. Grasslands and savannas started to appear in Africa, replacing jungle. Sea levels fell abruptly, and our ancestors diverged from gibbons. 10 million years ago, grasslands and savannas started to appear in Africa, replacing jungle, sea levels fell abruptly, and our ancestors diverged from gorillas. There was a massive supernova and temperatures that caused the poles to melt, leading human evolution to diverge from gorillas. Our pre-Homo sapiens ancestors came to Africa from the Balkans after the Sahara bloomed. These 7.2 million-year-old pre-human remains suggest that our ancestors came from Europe, not Africa, and the remains of Darwinius, the earliest known primate, were discovered in Frankfurt, Germany. The first primitive forest-dwelling primates evolved 5.5 million years ago, when the Earth started to warm. 5.33 million years ago, humans and chimps diverged at the Miocene-Pilocene boundary from the Zanclean Flood, this happened because our ancestors, after migrating to Africa, were isolated from the northern population. They thrived in the wet and jungly environment of northern Africa, which then experienced a dry period and then went back to being wet again. Climate is the most important factor in creating a savanna. Savannas are always found in warm or hot climates, where the annual rainfall is about 20 to 50 inches per year. It is crucial that the rainfall is concentrated in six or eight months of the year, followed by a long period of drought when fires can occur. Australopithecus appeared four million years ago, having evolved to walk upright on the African savanna. A bizarre new theory connects supernovae explosions with our ability to walk upright, as they led to increased fires. These fires favored savannas over forests for our trapped ancestors, and that energy peaked 2.6 million years ago, and the Stone Age began at around the same time. And according to the stoned ape theory, the evolution of our ancestors was supercharged when they were exposed to the psychedelic fungus that would grow in the droppings of the ruminants that came to populate the savannas. The Neanderthals were a population that worked their way to Europe, were isolated there, and eventually died out. After a bit more time on the savannas, about 200,000 years ago, the first humans appeared in Africa. The climate there propelled our evolution. We experienced the volcanic winter 75,000 years ago caused by the Toba catastrophe, and the first humans started appearing. 
Not only did I have the good fortune of being born a human, but I was born in 1984 in America, right at the inflection point of the information technology revolution. North America was a vast, lightly populated continent, brimming with resources. Europeans colonized the Americas. The natives were no match for their guns, germs, and steel. The English colonists rebelled successfully, and with France's help, established the world's first democracy on a huge continent previously unknown to Europeans. America is the bizarre first democracy and would become the wealthiest country on the planet, populated almost entirely by immigrants. My maternal great-grandfather joined the army at age 14 to fight in the Civil War, and survived the war, and was discharged at age 18. My fraternal great-grandfather survived World War I, despite a shrapnel wound in his leg. Both of my grandfathers were in the Navy in World War II. My fraternal grandfather had completed all his flight training assignments. He let another student pilot who needed some more hours take his place on the last scheduled training flight that day. The plane crashed, killing all on board. He was still on the manifest and his parents were incorrectly notified of the loss. A terrible tragedy for the man who died, but lucky for my grandfather and his descendants. In the 60s, my mom's college roommate wanted to get her to meet new men. So at 10 a.m., they went to her friend's frat house to find someone to go out and get a beer with. My dad was down. Unfortunately, the bar, surprisingly to them, lacked breakfast hours and was still closed. But they still got a chance to get to know each other waiting out front for it to open. My mother was incorrectly diagnosed with cancer, and my parents could not afford the operation, so they took a vacation to Greece instead. Luckily, the diagnosis was incorrect. My mother discovered an Indian restaurant in the seedy part of Washington, next to a gay bookstore, where she was able to find her favorite food from India, masala dosa. You've been listening to episode number one of Jay Crandall's Deep Dive Autobiography, I'm a Particularly Lucky Martian. Thank you for listening. Thanks to my parents and friends for being part of the many reasons I've been so lucky. And thanks to Google for providing the perfect tool for this. To see the Google Docs version of this episode, visit bit.ly.com slash luckymartian1, as in the number one. Thanks to Shining Seconds for providing the theme music. You can hear all their great tunes at tinyurl.com slash shiningseconds. And if you're like me and you love word games, you'll love Don't End a Word, a deceptively simple, competitive Android word game that I used to play on car trips with my parents. The rules are simple. You take turns adding letters to the front or back of a string, trying to force the other player to spell out a word while avoiding creating a string that isn't part of the word. See you next episode!